Thanks, Alan, Marsh. Um, our next speaker will invite up um, Uncle Adrian Birgaba. My name is Adrian Borogaba. I come from the Wangun country and uh, Yagalingu. That's out that way where Alpha and Claremont, where my father, grandfather and great-grandfather come from. My language is Widi, and that's what I say. Warmuli, I say hello, and I greet people. So, you know, in our custom, we like to also pay respects to the ancestors on whose land and where we stand here, and uh, the past and present elders. And uh, thank you for allowing me to come and speak here, and I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, the speeches so far. Um, um, what I'd um, basically like to point out is that when we talk about the word sovereign, okay, in many circles the word sovereign uh, talks about something that's a great, superior, or something that is above all things that you can't prosecute, you can't do anything to that, to change that, or try to make that do anything. So sovereign is, um, is something that you, um, you appoint a god or creator or something that you can't override. So, when we talk about sovereignty, there's a, there's a point where we have to say, well, um, they can't be touched. You can't tell them what to do. You can't control them. You can't enslave them. So, where the British um, derive their sovereignty from is the monarchs. The kings and the queens and whatever, so on, like Elizabeth and so on and so forth, going right back to Rome. Okay, so um, where these people in this country here derive all their authority from, their, their so-called British sovereignty from, is from the monarchs. And something that um, is, uh, interests me is something that Marcus pointed out and also uh, Michael Anderson pointed out, that um, if all the laws in this country here were based upon um, British colonial laws, um, then there was an order that was handed down by a, a queen which was uh, Queen Victoria, which was the monarch who made all law, which all the law that all people live under have to obey and abide by. That is those people that are their subjects, British subjects. Which probably doesn't include me because I can obviously prove that my ancestry goes back further than 40,000 years. I've got DNA evidence. So... These laws that these people here place upon people are only by your consent. If you choose to. If you don't know any other law, then you are subjected to the laws of the state, which comes from the monarchs. So all of their law is derived from the British colonial laws, or whatever you want to say, the, the monarchs. So when you speak to them, you say, well, where do you derive your laws from? Because they can't invent it themselves. The Australian government and the Australian people in this, they can't, can't invent that. They, they just don't, oh, we, we just now invent a law and then everyone says, okay, well, we're going to go along with it because they're the boss of us. Well, that's as if you choose to be a slave. And like I said, if you want to be a slave to that system, then you will consent to that system. And like, I can remember this, that um, I, I don't think at any point that my 
grandfather and father um, ever like um, consented to be taken off their land and stolen off their land by force by gunpoint. They didn't consent to that. They didn't agree to be chucked in a paddy wagon and be chucked in an old cattle truck and shift off the um, Bramber Mission. I can clearly see, I've got paperwork there to say that my grandfather opposed them. He stood against them. You can't, you can't put the Aboriginal Protection Act upon me because I'm not subjected to that. I'm a human being. I live as a human being. I operate and live here. I provide for my own family. I'm a hunter. I take the food, feed my family. I sell skins to the white man, whatever. You can't do this to me. They forcefully removed him from his land by gunpoint. No consent. No consent, no contract. All law is contract law. There's no like, don't ride your push bike around here with no helmet. That's not a law. Or you can't smoke in the Queen Street Mall. That's not a law. Or you can't kill someone. That's not a law. This is the only law. Contract law. You either it's like offer an acceptance. If you accept that you live in a society of people, and this society of people here say, okay, you're not allowed to do that, well then you, by your conscience, you know this, you don't do it. By your conscience. You don't need a statute or an act of parliament, you don't need a piece of paper to say, oh, you can't kill that person. You know by your conscience. Because other people aren't going to agree with that. This is what sovereignty is about. We as a group of people, have joined together and decided that we look after each other, we look after our women, we look after our children. We take care of the land. Why do we take care of the land? Why is the land so important to um, the First Nation people? Why is the land so important to us? Because at the point of creation, when we were created, our ancestors, spirit beings, right? Came down, formed the earth. We were part of that then. Gave us the song, the dance, the story, the music, everything. That teaches us who we are. This is who we are. The first human beings. So, at that point, where the ancestors gave us life, they then became part of the land. The mountains, the rivers, the valleys, the gullies, this river here. Is where our ancestors reside. And it's like this. I go back to the locus of my creation in my great grandfather's country. And I stand in the shadow of my ancestors. And this is where my strengths come from. When I walk from that, I become nobody. I'm in the place of where my people are identified as the first human beings. This is sovereignty. This is what we fight for. That's why we are connected with the land. They continually say that there, there's a separation. You can't have land rights and sovereignty. You can't have that. Our right to our land is to practice our song and dance and music and stories and our culture. That's our right. That's everyone's right. The Buddhists, the Hindus, the Muslims, the Whoever, whatever, it's their right to practice their belief in their religion. It's my right to sing my song. 
They can't stop me from speaking my language. They try to do that to her father and grandfather. Lock them up, bash them, kick them in the guts. Every time he spoke his language, they lock him in the thing. You can't speak their language here. You're not allowed to do that. Why? They want to indoctrinate them with the language of the bank. Credit, debit, check, account. Everything you're speaking, you're speaking what the bank wants you to speak. And the bank owns the world. I just want to read something. The revolutionary ideas on property and civil and political rights were further developed by the English philosopher John Locke. In 1689, um, Locke proclaimed that every man has a property in his person. This nobody has a right to but himself. The labour of his body and the work of his hand, we may say, are his property now. He argued that property ownership derives from one's labour. Through those who do not own property and only those that their labour sell are the only ones that should have property. This is why they propagated this, um, this idea that Aboriginal people were just nomads roaming around the bush and they didn't have any property rights, they had nothing, they didn't own the land, they weren't using it, so we just think that we can come along and take it. Because of this fella, John Locke, they teach him in the universities in America. They found the whole society, their society of what these philosophies are saying. But they're not listening to like our philosophers, our worldview. So we come to the point of like sovereignty. When we talk about this, it's a word to a lot of people. It's a word that a lot of people don't understand. Well, like I said, nobody owns me. There is nobody above me but my creator. Nobody can come and tell me, sit down, shut up, don't do this, don't do that. No, because my spirit is free. You can kill me, but my spirit's going to live on forever. And in my spirit, is that sovereignty? But we've got to have like-minded people. And we've got to stand together. And when we stand together, they can't stop that. Nobody can stop that. And when you talk about native title, look, I come from a meeting the other day. We've got one of the biggest mining companies in the whole of Australia. Okay, This, this, this is a mining company that's come from, in, um, from India. Alright, Adani. Now look at the Indian people. Okay? Between the Indian people and the Japanese people, there's more people in the world, that's the, the more, they got, there's more, there's like 2 billion people or something in, in India. These people want our coal. They want to come here because they, they want to produce coal for their people so that they can survive. Because this philosopher here says to us, well, um, we didn't use the land, so we don't own that land. Well, the thing is this. Well, um, I, went, I went over here to the magistrate court. I just told them, look, well, you don't have any jurisdiction, you can't tell them what to do. I'm Aboriginal, I belong to this group of people here. And they just said, look, well, we have jurisdiction. I said it to the, um, to the district judge. Look, you don't have a jurisdiction. You don't have the power to say anything. You don't have the power to speak to me. You can't tell me anything. Look, because I'm a sovereign. I'm bringing a law in here that's greater than your law. You can't, you can't prosecute me. I'm not here to try to um, um, defend myself. 
I'm coming in here as a plaintiff. I'm bringing a law that's above your law, telling you that your laws are wrong and you've broken the law. Well, they don't like that. So, what is sovereignty about? If we don't, if we, if we just keep going on like this here, all right, then these these mining companies were going to come here and they're going to take that land, and the only the only redress you have to this is through native title. I mean, I, I listen to people like Mark and I listen to people like Michael. I listen to a lot of different people talk about a lot of different things. But what avenue do we have? We've got to sit down there in front of these mining company people and say, we're going to take your land and we're going to mine that land for a hundred years and all we're going to give you is $50 million. What a slap in the face. Hang on a minute, mate. Where do you come from? India? Well, who said that you can come here and tell us what to do? Certainly not the Crown because they can't tell us what to do. The only way to get through to these people is for every single one of us, it's all black us together, all stand together and say, No way, Jose. Bugger off, Jack. No consent. No contract. There's no contract here. No money here. Go away. That's the right of the people. How does Julia Gillard become the Prime Minister? That was what the people wanted. And mainly the property owners. They try to dispossess us. Why do they try to dispossess us? Because we are property owners. We're the highest form of uh, uh, like um, social standing in the whole world. Property owners. That's what John Locke says. The property owners are the ones that have the, um, the rights to vote. The property owners are the ones who have the, the, the right to civil and political protection. They're all the slaves and the poor people. You have nothing. Because you know why? That's how that monarch system, that's how that feudal system operated. Kings and the queens and all the royals said, you slaves and peasants, get out there and dig the fields. But they thought that they could say that to us. But no, good, we woke up to that, eh, brother? You see, we're waking up. I'm a property owner. You know why I'm a property owner? Because they tried me under their British law. They said, okay, we have jurisdiction over you. You are subject to Australian law and British law. And Nicola Roxon said that at the point of colonisation, Australia became subject, the whole of Australia, their annexation, everyone was subject to British law. So, okay, then if I'm a British subject, then I should be compensated for the loss of my property, shouldn't I? They've tried me in their court and said I'm a British subject and their laws apply to me. So I'm going to go to court now, I'm going to go there and tell them that okay, I'm a British subject. I can prove that my ancestry goes back 40,000 years through, gene- through genealogical, through the, not that, but genetic, geneticists, genetic, genetics, what do you call it? DNA. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you see where I'm going, there's going to be a victory here soon. Because they're all going to come undone. Because a lie can only go so far. It can only go so far, then it's got to fall down. And everyone's going to wake up. Boom! Wake up! You're asleep! It's like Mark keeps saying, drive around on a license. Drive around on a registered car. Go, and get, go, go over there and open up a bank account. Go over there and start a business. Go and register your business. Go and register it through the, through the um, insurance, uh, what's it called? Insurance, insurance and Investment Committee. ASIC. 
Australian Security Investment Commission. Okay? You know who owns that? The World Bank. You know who owns that? The International Monetary Fund. You know who owns them? The New World Order. The One World Government. We have to put up our boundaries and we have to say, now, this is a sovereign land. You can't come on here like our Native Americans, but we've got to get them to make a treaty with us. The whole world's got to recognise this. So that they can't walk in there and say, now we're going to put this law, this law, this law, this law on you and make up new laws as they go along. We can say, no way, mate. We are people governing ourselves. Just as it was before the crown came here. You see, we're disillusioned all the time because we're bombarded with all this fakeness every day telling us all the time. Obey, obey. You see, they got the t-shirt too, eh? Obey. <laughs> yeah, they've already programmed, they've already told you, big brother's watching you, so you don't worry about it. So okay, them cameras are looking at me, yeah? So okay. You go along with it. But what do we need? We need to be a group of people that all agree. That's the only way you can beat the system. It's the only way you can beat what's happening in the world today. And if we make a stand and we put up our boundaries and you say you can't cross that there, you can't cross this line unless you've got some kind of permission from somewhere. And uh, I thought we had this concept, you know what I mean? That we could do this. I've got to go next Saturday to where all my people are and I've got to sit there in the front of the mining company and I've got to unite the trial and I've got to get them all to say no deal <laughs> to the mining company. But you know how that's going to be? You know why? Greed, selfishness, this kind of thing. In our culture, in our custom, we're not accustomed to that. You know why? My father and mother always told me to share we come from a sharing society. You hungry, brother? Yeah, have half. Give some to you. Yeah, have half. As a hunter, gatherer people, if I was to go out and get the kangaroo, I come back, I feed all the women and children first, then all the men. And the hunter, he will eat last. Whatever's left over, that's his feed. If it's not enough, he got to go out and get more, brother. These are, the, these are the skills, these are the things that our ancestors taught us. These are the things that they taught us to survive this coming one world government. And you might think what's going on in America doesn't apply to you. Well, I'll tell you something. They're dismantling their whole constitution over there. And when that happens, we're not going to have any rights. This is a penal colony. They come in, they brought laws here. To subjugate all these people. You've got no rights. Unless you're a property owner, unless you're really rich, you've got no rights. These people out here, you just think you can go and change something. It's not. You're just a part of the whole penal colony. Unless we all stand together and we all agree upon this here, make an agreement, we're going to oppose these great rich companies coming here and exploiting our resources. I mean, you know, you might be affected by the ozone layer and all that kind of stuff and whatever. You know what I mean? But the thing is, the crux of it is this. We come from that land. And when I take you to my country where my father, grandfather come from, you know when I sing that song, you'll know that more people don't make you feel welcome. 
It's the spirit of that land. And this is the way we should be. And that's the way we connect with that. And everyone feels welcome. This is what sovereignty is about. And this is what we're going to fight for and we have to defend this with our blood. Because our old people did that. And them very government people up there too. They fought them for the same. Just like them Kalkadoon mob. They fought them. They stood there with them big boomerang. They tell them stories there. Let them fellas out Alpha and all that way. They, they stood them, their grandmom old people. They fought them with boomerang and spear and everything. They come at them for them. And that's why they, they, that's was so, that, that colonization there was so hard to impact upon that mob there. I'll tell you something. They're like, you know, in, in 10 years they killed like thousands of our people. And massacred our people. Why? Because there was coal out there in Claremont. And they took all the people off that land. They took them in the cattle truck. My father and grandfather. In 1915. But the old people, they showed them. And a big flood come across there then. That's why they call up Claremont shifting towns. Because their spirit is there in that land. And that's the thing that's going to go on forever. Our spirit. This is all the stuff here. This, this is nothing. That's just how the money makers and the money changers over there get you to think that you, sh you can be part of that. Go and get a job, mate. Go and get an income. You become a slave then to that system. You're a slave to that system, what they're saying there. We're trying to eke out our own little way of life here in this, in this, on this planet. And if we could teach our children to go back to that way of hunting and gathering, and go get that bush tucker, get that bush medicine. That's how we can live. They're going to beat us down with all this here, look, uh, all that different kind of food that's going to kill our people. They know this. But I'm going to finish there. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Uncle. Um, our next speaker, Robbie Thorpe, he um, got in town last night, flew up all the way from, from Melbourne. Okay. Yeah, I want to um, 